From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted you've joined us today. It's the midweek, and do you realize this is the last day of May? And we are looking forward, of course, to being in church tonight. I hope you're going to find your way to the house of God and be in a good church this Wednesday night. Or perhaps the church where you go may have it on another, like Tuesday or Thursday. But during the midweeks, good time to just go check in, be there, be a part of what's going on in the Wednesday night or the midweek service. Now, today I want to talk to you about something that is uh, really a little phrase in the Bible, appears any number of times, and it's just that phrase, for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake. Many times we do things because it benefits someone. It may benefit us. It may benefit a friend. It may benefit our family. But in these cases that we're going to look at, the Bible tells us that there are some responsibilities that we do for Christ's sake. There are things that uh, we do because it is really uh, incumbent upon us as a Christian to do. And we do it because we honor the Lord, because we serve Him, because He means something really special to us. And so we're going to look at several places in the Bible that uses that expression, for Christ's sake. And we use that in a warm way. We use that in a respectful way. I know some people use it as a slur. They use it maybe even in a profane way, but the Bible uses it in a respectful manner and one that has purpose to it. So that's what we do here in this broadcast today and do so because we believe there are things that we ought to do for his sake. We ought to do them because it honors him. We ought to do them because it commends him. We ought to do them because it testifies of him, etc. So let's look carefully. And in fact, I want to build off of Mark chapter 10, verses 28, 29, and 30. Here's what they say. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And Jesus answered, Verily I say unto thee, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel's, but he shall receive an hundredfold, now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. So we have these very strong statements made on behalf of the Lord, and he says that if you've made sacrifice, if you have surrendered yourself, if you are serving the Lord, even if there are pressures, he says, what you do for my sake and for the Gospels will not go unnoticed. It will, in fact, be rewarded in this life. And, of course, you've got eternal life coming in the world to come. So let's look at some of these expressions that the Bible uses. Like in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11, Jesus said, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Now, that verse, I mean, it is just absolutely more than you could almost grasp, more than you can comprehend. He says that if we get mistreated, abused, 
if all of that happens to us, he said, nonetheless, you're blessed. You're going to be a blessed person when you do this for my sake. Now, what's he talking about? He says, when men shall revile you, when people just uh, come up to you and they disrespect you, they treat you ugly, they are just on schedule with everything that they want to hurl at you, and uh, they persecute you. And not only that, but they spread all kinds of malicious rumors. They spread all kinds of evil uh, communications about you. They gossip about you, etc. And he said, you're taking all of that for my sake. You're getting all of that heaped on you, not because you're worthy of being reviled, not because you ought to be persecuted, and not because that you have done evil, but they are saying all of those things falsely. And he said, it is simply because that you are living for me, you're honoring me, you're serving me, and it's for my sake. You know, a lot of people look at the things related to the Lord, and they decide they don't want to have anything to do with it. And when they do, they look around, and anybody that's hanging close with him, they're going to find some way to give that person pressure. They can't stand the Lord. I mean, they despise him, and so they're going to despise you. And you and I are told, we are warned. Jesus tells us here early on in the New Testament to expect all of this, not because we've done anything wrong. It's not that we need to be thrown into jail for something, but it's because they dislike even to the point of having total hatred for the Lord himself. And whenever we line up with the Lord, oh, they draw a line in the sand and they're going to give us all kinds of stress. So you can expect to have false accusations. You can expect to have false criticism. You can expect to have people attacking you. And listen, in this time, in these days, in 21st century America, we've got a lot of that going on. Now, let's look at another one just a few chapters later. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22, Jesus said, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Now, that is a powerful statement as well. Because he's telling us that uh, because we are taking on his name, you know, his name is Christ, or the title is Christ, and we are called Christians, built off of the word Christ, and when we identify ourselves as a Christian, there are those who are going to hate us just for that reason. And he said, because you identify with me, you're going to be hated of a lot of men. A lot of unregenerate men, a lot of people that are just bent on doing things their way. Many of them have lined up with the devil. Many of them have lined up with false religions. They've lined up with all kinds of things that just simply do not register true, but that's where they are. And so the only thing they do whenever we make our case out in the world, I mean, we testify, we witness, we preach, and whenever we do that, guess what? They don't like us. They're going to hate us just like they hate the Lord. And he tells us we're going to be hated and it's going to be without cause. It's going to be really because we have our attachment to him. So yes, we'll be falsely accused and we'll be hated without cause. And then the Bible even tells us to expect that some of these people are going to become violent. Drop down further in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, and verse 9, Jesus said, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Similar statement is made in Romans chapter 8, in verse 36, as it is written, 
for thy sake, talking about the Lord, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. So, dear friends, whenever we think about for my name's sake, for the Lord's sake, for Christ's sake, he said they're going to come at you, and some of them are going to be violent. You know, uh, we sometimes think that Christians never strike back or they never fight or they never uh, raise a hand in any way. Now, there are any number of things said in the Bible about interpersonal relationships where we're not to strike back, where we're not to give pressure to other Christians or do things that might reflect in a way that we are uh, initiating a fight of some kind. But uh, whenever it comes to your enemies, it's a different set of rules of engagement that we have in the Bible. And he tells us here that some of these people are going to be so violent, they will afflict you, and they will even kill you if they can, and they will do such damage to you and not even think twice about it. So what do Christians do in that circumstance? Well, number one, we need to protect ourselves. We need to be alert to the fact that uh, we could uh, have damage done to us. I've had Christians say to me, well, you know, I just feel like the Lord will protect me and that there's nothing I need to do. Well, uh, that is a, a good statement in some ways, but at the same time, the Lord has given you good common sense, and he has given you ways of protecting yourself, and I don't think you need to expect a miracle from him whenever he has given you something that you can work with that you can take care of already yourself. So uh, with all of that said, I do believe the Lord protects us, and I believe he will take care of us in many ways. But at the same time, don't go lay down on the railroad track and take a nap. You don't need to just put yourself in harm's way. And whenever there is an enemy that is vouching for his hatred, I mean, he is standing up and threatening you, then don't just throw yourself in his face as though that you can just do anything and have no hurt and no harm come to you. Jesus is telling us here, we could get hurt. We could be even killed because that we are identifying with him. And that is something you need to be aware of. Don't put yourself in jeopardy. Protect yourself. Stay safe. And whenever you take full advantage of the privilege that you have to protect yourself, then uh, the Lord will do his part. But you and I need to do our part as well. Now, all of this, the false accusations, the false criticisms, the crazy attacks, being hated without a cause, the uh, infliction of violence against us, all of this comes because of our identity with Christ, all of it for Christ's sake. And people sometimes think, I mean, these evil people, they sometimes think they can't strike at Christ, they can't hit him directly, so they'll hit us because we are as close to him as they can get. Well, there are many difficulties that come because that we are serving the Lord. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 18, he tells us we might even be hauled into court. He says, you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Now, here's the deal, folks. We are seeing much of that in today's world. I mean, in 21st century America, there are so many, many things going on where people are attacking churches, they are attacking individual Christians, and that is necessitating that we have all of these Christian legal groups, and there are many of them, many of them, 
that are devoting full time. I mean, they have a whole stable of lawyers, and they are devoting full time to defending Christians who are being attacked, who are being hauled into court, who are being sued over the most frivolous of things. You know, sometimes people who are on an evil agenda, they have something really wicked that they're doing, and if you don't line up with it, if you don't commend it, if you don't participate with it, if you tell them, you know, I just don't think I can be involved in that, they turn around and sue you over that. Now, the Lord has told us to expect that we will be hauled into court, brought before governors, brought before kings, brought into those kinds of situations where that we are going to have to face uh, the music, so to speak, of whatever is being charged and deal with that. And it is so that it's happening in our world today. Now, here's the thing the Lord tells us here in this verse, Matthew 10, 18, that it is an opportunity for us to be a testimony before them. When we get hauled into court, we don't need to be angry. We don't need to be bitter. We don't need to be vicious. But instead, we need to deal with it, deal with it like a Christian deals with things. And at the same time, that enables us to be a testimony even to those that are charging us, even those that are attacking. And so you and I, in every circumstance, in every difficulty that we face, we need to do what we do and do it with this in mind. We're serving the Lord. We're his ambassadors. We're his children. And so we remember that even under this kind of pressure, we are doing what we do, and we're there for Christ's sake, for a testimony. And we should make that testimony strong, even under such pressure. Well, look, tomorrow we'll do some more of these. Uh, There's another handful of them that I want you to see. I think it's important that we remember we're serving the Lord, and we do a lot, and a lot happens to us for Christ's sake. Look, friends, I really appreciate hearing from you, and I trust that you'll sit down sometime soon and write me a note. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. 